Dear songwriter, stop saying these three things. Gonna get into what those three things are, but I want to preface all of this by saying that I say this and I advise this from a place of experience and speaking to those of you who are having trouble finishing your songs, releasing your music. There are blocks that are getting in the way. And I believe that these three things that you are saying, any combination of these three things, might be getting in the way of that because you are believing those things to be true and thus having trouble releasing your music. So I don't mean this as an episode where I am poking fun at those who are saying these things. I'm truly coming from a place of experience as well as warning of these things you're saying may not totally be true and they might be keeping you from reaching your goals, specifically those of you who have not yet written your first collection of songs, and or release your first collection of songs. So hopefully that's clear. Anyways, my name is Connor Frost. I'm a songwriter. I'm a professional mentor who helps songwriters such as yourselves to write and release your first album or single so you can effectively start your artist journey. Let's get into it. Okay, so here are three things. I believe you should stop saying if you have not yet released your music because I think they're getting in the way. I truly do. Before I get started, I have a gift for you. If you go to connorfrost.com, C-O-N-N-O-R, frost, F-R-O-S-T dot com slash video training, I have a free training called How to Confidently Turn Your Voice Memos into Release Ready Songs. It is free for the time being, so go ahead and snag it. It will help you go from that idea to a release ready song, really walk you through the steps. Once again, today's episode, stop saying these three things. Number one, my songs are like my babies. This I have heard a lot from prospective clients, from those I've worked with, from friends of mine, from myself. And I get it. I get where it comes from. I get the idea behind it. I get that art is seemingly precious. I understand all that. So I come from a place of understanding. However, I believe that if you are overly precious with your songs, it's going to be very hard to release your music and it's going to be very hard to consistently release your music over the span of years and decades. And the reason for that is if you are putting so much weight on each song, if you want each song to be so perfect, you want it to be a certain way, it's going to be very hard to measure up to that And if you have this idea of perfection and you have this idea of wanting it to be at a certain point before you release that, it might start to get really cloudy the closer, quote unquote, you get to that point and you may just never reach that point, right? And if you're going in with the attitude of, oh, my songs are like my babies, you may never get to that point where you truly feel ready to get them out into the world because they are so overly precious that you don't want to show them to anyone. Now, there are levels to this. I think when people say this, sometimes it's in jest, but I've definitely met people who say this and they truly lean into it, they truly believe it, and in their minds and in the everyday actions that they take, it involves simply just holding, 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 being overly precious and never getting that music out into the world. I made a joke kind of a joke, I guess, on a podcast that was on my my buddy James's podcast. This was, I don't even remember, maybe it was back summer of 
2022. And I mentioned that I get this a lot, people that I talk to, friends of mine. And the joke that I made, it was kind of a joke, but I was actually sort of serious. If you truly feel like your songs are like your babies, you're going to want to get them out into the world at some point. You're not going to keep your children, you're not going to keep your babies just locked up in the house all day. So you could flip this, I guess, to say, yeah, if they're truly like your babies, like they're going to grow up at some point. Get to a point where you're not so overly precious and you can simply get that music out into the world. Now, when is your music ready to get out into the world? That is a whole other podcast, that is a whole other conversation. But the point is that you might be saying this and it might be keeping you from releasing your music. Okay, so that's number one. My songs are like my babies. I would recommend not saying that anymore. Number two, (laughs) I can't find a producer who understands my vision. So I hear this a lot and I hear variations of this where the songwriter is not the problem. It's the producer. The producer is the problem or the lack of producers is the problem. Now, if you truly have done a large search of trying to find producers, I'm talking dozens of producers, and yes, they exist around the world, and it is so easy to link up with a producer nowadays because of the internet, because of the digital age. If you've done that search and you still cannot find a producer, the producer is not the problem. Sorry, the problem is you. Or the problem is you needing to be a little bit more flexible and a little bit more open-minded. It's not you per se, that was maybe a little harsh. Whenever you hire someone, whether it's a coach, mentor, producer, co-writer, mix engineer, whoever it might be, there is an element of trust that you need to lean into. If you don't allow yourself to trust, let's put it that way. If you don't allow yourself to trust someone, someone who has been there, done that, someone who does this as their profession, as a living, it's going to be very hard to take your song to that next stage. And what bothers me about this sometimes, and again, I use bother as being a little bit dramatic here because I get it. I get why people say this. But I think what bothers me sometimes is I'll then ask a follow-up question. I'll say, okay, where have you looked for producers? And people will be like, oh, well, I don't know any. So it's like, okay, you haven't really looked. You haven't really looked for a producer. So this is just something you're telling yourself potentially because There's perhaps fear of taking that next step. Maybe there's fear of, oh, I'm not totally ready to find a producer, imposter syndrome, whatever it might be. But you are laying blame on the circumstance if there are not being any producers that can understand your song or your vision. And that's simply not true. Sarah Silverman, she does this bit where someone keeps having roommate problems. And the punchline is essentially... If you keep having roommate problems, then you are the problem. It's a similar thing here. If you keep looking for producers and you can't find someone who understands your vision, then you need to be more flexible. So that's number two. I can't find a producer who understands my vision. Number three, I don't want to get boxed into one particular sound. So I hear this a lot with clients or people that I'm speaking to who are close to going into those next stages. And then all of a sudden, they say, oh, well, I'm not sure if this is the kind of music I want to release. They're going after this particular genre. They've written this whole song. They get really close. All of a sudden, they want to change. There's a couple of things going on here. Probably they're starting to get cold feet. But if they truly believe this, if you truly believe that 
you don't want to get boxed into a particular sound. What I believe is that you are not at a point, and I'm not saying I am either, right, for the record. So this isn't me talking from a particular place. I'm just going at this from logic and numbers, right? If you haven't released music yet, you're not in a place yet where it really matters all that much. And I think people put a lot of weight on their first release. So let me give you an example, right? If you go ahead and you release something of a particular genre, let's say it's R&B, jazz, fusion, mixed in with trap music sound that you're going for. Let's say you release that as your first release. Turns out that's not what you're going for. Maybe a couple of friends are like, oh, this is kind of weird. Turns you off of it. Your second release, even if you took a wild left turn, because you just have one release prior, it's probably not going to matter that much. You're probably not going to have that huge fan base to alienate. Even my band, we've been around for a while. We have a modest following in the hundreds of people who listen to us fairly regularly, who listen to all of our releases. I don't know, honestly, if all of a sudden tomorrow we wanted to release synth pop music, I don't know that there would be this huge uproar, even at that stage. So point being is that even if you decided to take a left turn with that second release, it's probably not going to matter all that much. Also, if you did decide to release something that was different from your first release, that's probably not a bad thing. And it's probably not so different that it matters all that much. I know bands that released pop punk records and they turned around and they released something that was a little bit more heavy, more on the metal side of things. But some of that fan base still went over, still stuck with them. So there's probably not a huge difference there in the grand scheme of things. Now, again, I'm just one person with one opinion, but I just believe that this idea that boxing yourself into a particular sound and you're worried about that, I think it's creating a situation that's potentially not true, or even if it is true, it's not that serious. It can be easily addressed. So let's recap. Three things that I believe you should stop saying. And again, I approach this from a place of having been there, having said these things, understanding where they're coming from. But I believe that these three things are getting in the way of you ultimately getting your music out there. So number one, once again, is my songs are like my babies. Number two, I can't find a producer who understands my vision. Number three, I don't want to get boxed into one particular sound. I'm going to add a fourth, actually, because I just thought of one. I'm not going to go into in huge detail, but I hear this a lot. I need to build out my home studio first. Okay, there are plenty of ways you can get started that don't involve having a home studio. So just a heads up about that. Writing lyrics, recording demos on your phone, recording melody ideas on your phone, recording guitar, chord progressions, piano, chord progressions. There are so many things that you can do without having a home studio. So I'm just going to throw that in there as kind of the fourth one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dear Songwriter. Hopefully that didn't come across as too harsh. I just believe that the world wants to hear your music and the hardest part is getting started. And so hopefully providing this perspective gives you a little perspective today. Thanks so much for listening to Dear Songwriter. I will talk to you soon. Soon.